Yes, well, it's been a very busy deadline day, uh, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. First of all, we'll talk about the results from the weekend. So I'm your host, as always, SM, and with me this week I have Croy for Long, back, back after a little absence. Good, good evening. And also after a, a bit of an extended absence, we have World Cup 2022 Oz. Good evening. Oh. Wherever, wherever you're listening to it. Uh, we'll start, <laughs> we'll start with, um, the results from last weekend before we talk about the big deadline day moves, and we might start talking about um, United's draw against Burnley, uh, especially as we don't have Cookson along to stick up for United just for once. Um, yet again, a disappointing result, boys. Uh, how did we see this one? Maybe in terms of the result, I suppose, as a context for a United season. Comical. Comical? Yes. In one yeah, word, expect, comical. Ex- expected, I guess, if you look at their other results. In a really weird way, it, was, it really was expected. Un- un- unsurprising. Yeah, I wasn't surprised. Like they're just there's there's been, there's been no real strategy to how they built their their team. This well, from what I think, they they just just um, put a bunch of players together. Oh, exactly. I mean, Di Maria came in and he didn't seem to be too impressive. I don't think he did too much. Um, and it was just more of the same from United. Yeah. And in in yeah. some ways, Burnley were almost unlucky not to come away with a result. I think they hit the post a couple of times from memory. Did, did United line up three five two again? So I think they probably, they probably it's, did. It's, 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 got, it's not going to work. It's got to go. It absolutely has to go, in my opinion. Uh, well, with the signings that they've made now, you'd expect, oh, I don't even know what you'd expect, but probably more of a 4-3-3 or something, something a bit wow. different. But it's hard, to, it's hard to predict, I suppose, how they're going to line up now. Well, they've got Luke Shaw coming back, so that'll be a big, big plus for them. He'll, he's a quality left back. Yeah, I think he'll straighten them up a bit. Uh, I think defence is definitely where they're struggling at the moment, and if they can get Rojo and Shaw on the park... At least gives them some sort of quality in defence. And get like it now. The mighty Phil Jones and Chris Smalling battling out for the oh. other centre back spot. The beautiful, well, the beautiful <laughs> partnership. They put Terry and Cahill to shame. Don't forget the young man Blackett. Uh, Blackett, to be honest, Blackett's probably one of the few who's actually done alright. He's looked right. okay. He's looked okay. He's almost like the Yanuzai of last year, where um, you know the young player who gets thrown in by the new manager and he's actually looked decent. Yeah, he's looked decent, and 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 they've got Johnny Evans off the park is the most important thing for them, I think. Yeah. Yeah, well, exactly. Do we do we see more of the same continuing for them next week or in two weeks' time against I think it's QPR they've got? Do we see any chance that this could actually buck? They could buck the trend and actually get a result, or, or more oh, of the same for United? They could end up thrashing QPR if uh, with uh, with Falcao coming in and, and um, with Rio Ferdinand at the back for QPR, he's going to be a handful. Uh, Falcao will be a handful for him, no doubt. He'll do it. Oh yeah, inside. I can see. leaves are gone. Do you reckon Ferdinand will just knock in a few own goals to help United off the, you know, get get off to a decent? <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll move on to um, maybe a bigger club. Uh, their rivals across the park uh, in Man City, who surprisingly went down to Stoke, so it wasn't a good uh, weekend for the Manchester clubs. Um, I believe you saw this game, uh, World Cup 2022. Yeah, I watched that game after the. Um, I watched the. Um, nearly fell asleep in the Burnley Man United game. <laughs> Um, and, uh, look, uh, yeah, all credit to Mark Hughes. He, uh, had them, they, they played really well, Stoke. They, I think they deserved it. Horrible goalkeeping from Hart, though. He's got to be doing better. I mean, good run, but has to be doing better to oh, yeah. finish. He's got to save them. The crazy thing was last weekend, Duf looked like a, you know, League One footballer against us. He was absolutely terrible. And then next thing I know, he's run the length of the pitch, basically, and scored against Man City. Uh, oh, so well done to him. Yeah, yeah, it was. But it was. He should have had a penalty in the first half as well. Yeah, um, well, as you guys were saying though, it was a pretty poor effort by Hart. I think in 
in keeping for that goal. Yeah, and uh, who, who got skinned for that? Who got nutmegged? Was it Fernandinho? company, I thought. It might have been I'm, I'm pretty sure it was Fernandinho. It was, it was poor defending because when you're facing up to a striker, you've always got to be side on, and he was just standing straight up to him. But that's when you get beaten by strikers because it's easy for them to run around you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was saying to Cruyff the other day, Stoke actually look all right the last season or two, the way that they've started playing football under Hughes. I mean, as you say, he's doing a pretty decent job with them. Yeah, well, he's motivated to come back to City as well. And well, exactly, yeah, coming back to the former club, going to do his best to get a result against them, and he did. But it wasn't a great, I mean, it wasn't a great game, but... Um, but to take three points at, the, at Eddie Had. That's fantastic. No matter what way you do it, it doesn't matter. You're going home with three points, and not many other teams will do that, I don't think. Well, I mean, that's the question I was going to ask, is do you think this is basically... Um, do you think this is a big result for City in terms of, I mean, it's obviously early days, uh, but with I the title and that sort of thing... Personally, blip on the radar. Yeah, I think it's a one-off as well. I think I mean, it's, it's just... Third, third game in, you're still getting back to... Well, the players will be at full match fitness, but you're still starting to gel properly, get back into it. If it, it came at, like, match day 33, then you'd be a bit concerned. But third third, third week, it's, it's, it's not terrible. It's bad, but it's not terrible. And, I mean, like you guys are saying, you think City will generally beat most teams at home this season? Yeah, they'll, they'll win at least 17 home games this season, I think. Um... And also news recently that the company actually suffered a calf strain in training for Belgium, which is obviously good for Socceroos fans, but also could be interesting news for a Man City supporter. Look, we play them next round, so... Yeah, you'll be happy. That's, uh, yeah, if Danny Welbeck can get on the park, uh, might make his job a little easier. Yeah, because who are they, uh, who's next in line for them in defence? They've got... Uh, Nastasic, I think. Yeah, he's not bad. So, I mean... I mean, yeah, the sausage is bad, but he's no, he's no company, I suppose. Then again, who is? But any game without company is always a bonus for an opposition supporter well, when you're playing City. Absolutely. Um, so it will be interesting for them with that. I mean, we don't actually know the extent of the injury at this point, but, um, yeah, I suppose we'll keep our ears out for that one. Uh, we might move on then. Uh, the next game's the goal fest that we got late in the night on Saturday night between Chelsea and Everton. Uh, I'm not sure if either of you guys caught the start of the match. I, I, I went down to flick on the start of the match thinking I'd get a sense of how it was going and see whether I was going to stay up for the match or not and got two goals within five minutes. I would have been a good match to watch live. I didn't I didn't see it, unfortunately, live, but what a beast Costa is. Oh, was that four goals in his first three games now? He's, um, I think uh, Chelsea, I believe, will win the league now. Um, they've got, uh, as someone said, remove the Torres handbrake. He's... They're amazing. They've definitely had the best window when you look at who they've bought in, who they've shipped out. They've they've consolidated on positions they were weak on um, all over the park. So um, it's hard to see, as World Cup said, uh, them not winning the league. Um, I think the consensus seems to be on the board that they've pretty much hands down won this transfer window. Um, and you guys, I, I assume, would agree with that? Yeah. Well, Hull did pretty well, I think. <laughs> Hopefully you mean that seriously, because I would agree with you. <laughs> No, I actually do, yeah. yeah. They actually made money this transfer window, Chelsea. Yeah, that's the, that's the unbelievable thing. First, first got... time in, what, 10 years or something? Yeah. Because they, yeah. they actually ended up getting money from the Louise deal. Oh, that was, there's corruption involved in that deal, but that's another discussion. <laughs> that's just, that's, that's daylight robbery. 50 million euros for David Louise. Yeah, no, that's just ridiculous. That's daylight robbery. Do we actually know how he's gone for um, PSG, Louise? I have no idea. No, I haven't been. I mean, PSG win every match easily there, generally. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how he goes for them because, as you say, I mean, hints perhaps of corruption for that, but that's that's perhaps a story for another time. Um, 
What do we make of Everton's start to the season and, and the question marks perhaps over their defence? They've conceded 10 goals already. Yeah, they're looking at, uh, a bit suspect. Um, and I think, uh, well, they've got Barry permanently. But um, maybe he's, he might be just uh, struggling a little bit. Um, but yeah, they they're looking um, they're looking very suspect. They're not not like the Everton of old, who were hard to break down. Well, I mean, I, I, the question I posed to an Everton supporting friend is: apart from Eto and is it Besic, they haven't really added too much from last season. I mean, they've converted Barry and Lukaku. Lukaku. No, oh, they had Lukaku last season, I mean. I mean, I apart guess, from yeah. converting loans into permanents, they haven't really added a whole lot to their squad. Eto's decent depth, you can't deny that, but it's not as if he's a spring chicken anymore. No, he's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, win them or get them Champions League, Eto by himself. He's... I don't think Everton have the depth for Champions League, to be honest. They don't have a big enough squad to, to, uh, maintain a steady, um, push over the 38 games. The top four, yeah, and that Bessic had a horrible. De- is it that was it his debut? Well, apparently, yeah. Uh, but, sure. I think I think that was one of his first games, and I think gave away a goal with his first touch. A back heel in in defence. Nice, oh, perfect. Hello, yeah. hello. Uh, glad of you, glad of you to join us, uh, Cookson. Good of you to join us. Yes. Uh, you missed our little discussion about United, which is probably all for the best. Um, no, no. Ashima is glowing with praise about how great Uncle Di Maria is. Yes, how we- and how you're going to fit five attacking players into the same formation in a three-five-two, of course. We're changing. Three-five. Yeah. It's changing. It's changing. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, to be honest, we were glowing in praise of the fact that you're actually able to pick up a point against a relegation rival. So it is good to see you. <laughs> good to see you picking up some points along the way. But then we we started to move on to bigger and bigger clubs. Bigger yeah. clubs. That aren't in the bottom half of the table. <laughs> Which we might actually do as well now after, after just finishing off with Chelsea and Everton. We'll talk about Liverpool and Spurs now. So, uh, World Cup 2022, that's, um, your mob with a pretty impressive win. You've done pretty well against Spurs the last three times you've played them. Yeah, although the commentators did say that they're improving because they lost 5-0 a year ago, then it was 4-0 at Anfield. And it's now. Yeah, so they've, they've gotten better by one goal each game against us in the last three games. 20%. It's baby steps. Before you know it, let's say it was a game, game. So by about, what, 2016, they should be winning 1-0? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, um, eventually. Yeah, Tottenham's problem, watching, because I watched the whole game, that yeah. they had, their midfield was just too slow and they got destroyed in the midfield. It's interesting to say that they didn't really address their needs um, on deadline day either. I mean, obviously, we'll talk about deadline day in a bit, but they've let Sandro go and that, they don't seem to have brought much in to improve. He would have helped. Yeah, he would have um, who do they have in the middle? Kapue, uh. Bentaleb. Ch- Bentaleb or Chad, no, Chad is the winner, yeah, Bentaleb. Yeah. And, but, mm, I, I, I personally wouldn't have sold Sandro myself, but, what do I know? What do you know? And I didn't, I didn't sell Townsend, which is a. <laughs> I know, we won the FA Cup last season. <laughs> <laughs> Townsend, Townsend was, he, he had one of the most shocking games I've seen for a while. Townsend reminds me of Lennon, head down and run or shoot. <laughs> And Townsend seemed to have, you know, he, he's basically still living off his early season form from last year. Yeah, he needs to go on mine again for them. It's Tottenham. Pretty much it's it's what I call the Adebayor principle. Whenever there's a contract that needs re-signing, renegotiating, well. or they're in a bit of strife, they suddenly burst out, they look like a combination of Lionel Messi and Cristiano Ronaldo, and being going, yes, they'll be consistent. Ballon d'Or, <laughs> here we come, Champions League. Then it's like, as soon as they... Sign that dotted line. It's like, hey, little guys, get stuffed. I'm going out. 
<laughs> yeah, I just I couldn't stop laughing at the way Moreno burnt off Townsend. Oh for, yeah, for his oh. um for his goal for the third goal, yeah. Were Liverpool quite convincing or was Spurs just bad? I think a uh, bit of both. It's Spurs. It's just they again, they have this brilliant thing where they look yes, they look a million bucks against like, one team. Like QPR, yeah. Yep. Or against an, or against a top four team where they somehow manage to pull this beautiful result out that no other team in the world can do. Then next week they're just like, yeah, we'll be shit. Balotelli had a good debut, I thought. Yeah, well, I, I wanted to ask you about Balotelli because he had that chance quite early on to have the dream debut with a decent header that went straight to Loris. But um, apart from that, how, how did he look? Um, well, he was uh, he was um, pressing and and he was even defending at corners, as Brendan Rodgers said. Um, so if he keep, I don't know if he's always going to play like that, but if, if he, if he keeps doing that, um, he'll still put the chances away. He should have had a goal or two against Spurs, really. Um, the other player I wanted to ask about was Sterling, who I think pre-season was probably talked about as needing to step up and fill the, you know, help fill the void left by Suarez. And maybe I was, I was a little bit skeptical of that given the fact that he's still quite young, but he started the season in some pretty impressive form. Yeah, although you should have seen the miss that he, he, uh, had it against Spurs after take on about six of their defenders. But I mean, yeah, I mean, in general, he's he's looked pretty. In general, good. no, yeah, excellent game, yeah, yeah, no, he's um he's looking he's he's getting better all the time, and and um, um he could be a really really top class player in maybe two or three years time. Yeah, I think it was Jod today saying that in four years time Sterling could be you know. Considered. Oh, let's let's take Jod's words with a pinch of salt. <laughs> I think. Uh, look, he's he's going to be inconsistent. Probably the most biased poster on the forum admits it, but probably the most biased. I I would argue that I'd be up there in the, in those stakes as well. You got to say. But... <laughs> well, when you said to me before that Hull's defence is better than Man United's, I stand by that. <laughs> That's not biased. That's <laughs> not but you're from Sydney, you're from Sydney, and let's be honest, people from Sydney usually have their heads up their arse all the time. <laughs> Still bitter about the win the other week, aren't you, Cookson? Not really. No? I was watching Miff Boss, so I didn't give a shit. <laughs> uh, we'll enjoy September then, anyway. Um, so will I. <laughs> no worries. My hair will remain nice and ungrey. Uh, my thick house will remain nice and long. <laughs> The, the, um, the last game I wanted to talk about was, was your mob, Cruyff, uh, who scraped a one-all draw with Leicester, and by all reports, Leicester actually could have come away with all three points from that one. Um, Sonogo obviously starting up forward for you guys. And more like no well goal. Back, more like no goal. Yeah. no goal. <laughs> he managed to get the assist for Sanchez, but and he had a couple of shots. I think he had actually ended up with more shots than all of Leicester combined. But um, how, did, how did you rate the performance it, 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 from your Didn't boys? do much. Yeah. Where's he from? League three in France. Uh nah, League Deux. So wow. I think came from Ogzo. I think. Ogzo. Uh, oh, okay. That's a good. I bit. think. I could be wrong. System. Um, I just. He's, I don't know why we left it so late to sign a striker. This is, you're gonna have me talking for ages now. But I don't understand why we left it so late to sign a striker. Why we didn't sign a DM. Why we let the Malin go. Didn't sign another centre back. Why we didn't go for Remy when he was only eight million pounds? Well, Remy's got a um, he's got an issue with his. Well, I mean, it hasn't stopped Chelsea, but he's got a um, he has an it, it happened it came up a few years ago as well when he signed from Marseille. He's got a he's got an overgrown heart muscle. Yeah, that's why he always goes for low trend. Um, but Chelsea obviously it's manageable. But I mean, he failed the medical Liverpool as well. 
Well, yeah. I mean, if we if we are now going to talk about transfers, I will bring up. I mean, I shot you the article earlier, and I'll say allegedly that Venga <laughs> tried to tried to have a few inquiries about some centre backs and whether they were available, and was knocked back on all, all five of them. I believe the number was. But um, I don't but understand you why you'd leave it. At, I, I don't know why you'd leave it to deadline day. I mean, we saw what happened when we lost eight to eight two to United, and we signed Mertesacker. But again, that was an hour to go before the window shut or something. It's, Absolutely ridiculous, especially when he'd sold the Malin like two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, and he had all that time to replace it, yet on the weekend he was off riffing a bloody charity match in Rome. And I mean, from all reports, Murdersaker was the one at fault for um, the Leicester goal because he just wasn't tracking back and covering Uoa. He's too slow as well. He's a more positional-based player. He's in a foot race with anyone. It's, he's not, it's unlikely he's going to win unless he's racing against the Tortoise. <laughs> so, I mean... You've got to have massive concern. I mean, what, what's your centre-back depth looking like at the moment? We have um, Mertesacker, Koscielny, Isaac Hayden, who I'm oh, sure you're all yeah. very familiar with. Yep. Chambers can uh, play centre-back, can't he? Pardon? Chambers can play centre-back. Cham- but then who's going to who's our spare right-back? Yeah. Oh, ba- we've got Ballerin, but he's only, I think, 17 or 18. He played... Uh, Monreal was played at centre-back. Monreal, right, yeah. But oh. again, not a centre back by any means. So it sounds really, like disaster. Really, we have we have three qualified centre backs, but one of which who is uh, normally a full back. So, so if Kishelny goes and down, who's eighteen? If Kishelny goes down or gets a red or anything like game, that, game over. Game, game over. Yeah, you've got to be in trouble. Right, it's just. I just yeah. don't understand. I mean, Wenger's theory about you know with strikers and with defenders, it seems of just having so little cover and just relying on the players not getting injured or not getting suspended or whatever. Which, which at Arsenal is always going to happen. Yeah. I can't remember the last time we had a full squad for an extended period of time. Preaching to the choir there, staying with United. Yeah, you guys just go and spend fifty million on a player though. We don't do that. Well, you bought Sanchez and Ozil. I wonder if Sanchez... In, in two separate windows. Oh, okay, yeah, and, yeah. And Ozil did get... Ozil was wanted to go to United, so... Really? I, I didn't know that. that. Yeah, Real Madrid offered him to us. They're like, Real Madrid is like, they go buy him. And we're like, yeah, nah. Oh, wow. Remember yeah, that, though? Was that, was, was, that same, yeah. was that around the same time that Arsenal got him? Yeah, beforehand. It's like massively... Pretty much, because United and Real have this like special relationship or something like that. They're like, we oh, just a very. Pre- what about yeah. where was the discount with De Maria then? They didn't give it give you much of a discount with De Maria. <laughs> <laughs> well, face it, you're gonna have to pay big quality for De Maria, and I would say he's worth every bloody pence, he every pound. Benga always talks about he's only gonna sign a quality player. I guess I guess that's what he means when he says De Maria, but. Di Maria certainly looked the quality against Burnley. <laughs> Did you not yes. win that game? No, but we looked fantastic. And now we have Radamel Falcao. How much are you paying for him on, on loan, might I add? It's six million initial fee. On loan? Yes, six million for a loan fee. And, and how, how much how much in wages a week? It's uh, He'll get ten million a year. Except and he's at a tax, except he has a tax haven, so he'll be nice. And, and, and that's on loan, yeah? Yep, then we'll be oh, signing him yeah. next year too. Oh, so, that, so, that so what, what's the weekly? What's the? I'm, I'm actually asking. I'm not trolling like Crow. Uh, is it something like three hundred and forty thousand? Or yeah, that's the highest thing. Except that report by the same paper, I think it was the Telegraph and Mark Ogden, came out like two hours later saying, yeah, it's not three hundred and fifty. It's like just basic two hundred thousand. Oh, okay. Oh, and that, add-ons and stuff. Yeah, so he's, he's pretty much. Yeah, he's only two hundred a week. It's pretty much eighteen million to sixteen million all up. So less than Danny Welbeck and four million more than getting Shane Long. 
<laughs> I've, I've got no complaints about the amount that we got for Shane Long. I was very, very happy with that. That's a strange transfer, that, as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. You've been asked a lot back, Cookson. Are you disappointed he's gone, or...? Sorry, what's that? Oh, yes. Uh, I'll, I'll put it this way. It's like, he was at the club since he was eight years old. He... Like I saw, yeah, I saw some stats when he played as a centre forward and a striker. He got like about seven goals in ten games as a starter, as a forward. Yeah. And it, as a winger, where he usually played, it's like one goal in ten, in like one goal in eighteen or something like that. So if he gets plays as a forward, he will most likely score goals and he will be decent for Arsenal. He'll probably he will pay back his sixteen million pounds. So it sounds a lot. Like, it sounds very similar to the Sturridge deal going to um, Liverpool in terms well, of the I, fact I, that... I hope it turns out as good as Sturridge. That'd be well, nice. It's in a very similar way. I mean, Sturridge was getting played out wide by Chelsea and he wanted to play up forward. Um, and when Liverpool played him up forward, he, you know, stuck the goals away. Flourish, yeah. It's essentially the same situation, but again, I'm... Woodward really delivered in this window. It's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, Woodward from last year, how he signed... Well, 365 days ago, we signed Marlon Fellaini for £27 million. Pounds. <laughs> So, is Fellaini yeah, still at United? I yeah, thought he was track. even there. I forgot all about him, to be honest. Yeah, I've lost complete that track of him. He was he's pretty much been, like, he had the dream move to United that everyone loved, except he's, he's been perpetually it was, injured. Except it was a nightmare. I'll put it this way. As soon as he leaves, he'll probably become fit and he'll bang goals in left, right and centre, but at United, he's just injured and shit. It's like before so, United. He's not, he's not bad for depth though, when you look at it. If you have him coming off the bench to, I don't know, 60 or 70 minutes sort of thing to replace one of your centre mids, that's not so bad, I guess. He can also play up front, uh, or just behind the strikers. Yeah, like a target man sort of thing. I actually yeah, think like, that's his best position. Like versus Olympiakos, where we had possibly the most comedic performance ever seen by a player. <laughs> that heat map. Yeah. But yeah, pretty much really impressed by the window. I mean, last day signing was just as I said, we've all seen the Kermit gif of Kermit having <laughs> happy hour, uh, yeah, which is yeah. and the Kermit going crazy gif, which I posted. And those two just like they sum up the day for United fans perfectly. It's just like, oh, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. It's like where was he sent back to? He's still getting a work permit. Let's just deal with that later on. Yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah. So yeah, Rojo's not even in the country yet, is he? Well, he's got an international, so no. Okay. And uh, a couple of DMs, midfielders. The uh, Daily Blind. That's all we need, really. Daily Blind and Michael Carrick. That's enough. It's plenty. Then we get Strootman. Get our Stroot on. How much more money do you think the um, uh, owner's going to let him spend, though, Van Hal? Oh, it's not. It's not Van Hal spending the money. It's Woody. So you're saying he's he's decided Van Hal hasn't been behind these transfers? Yeah, uh, pretty much they consulted. Pretty much Van Hal, like because Van Persie had a dodgy knee. Which apparently he's now fine with. He doesn't need surgery for. Yeah, I'm just yeah. reading an article. We said, no, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm calling bullshit on that. <laughs> I will fight Radom Falcao for Manchester United position. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I expect that he'll probably have some surgery or a bit of a layout, and that's where Falcao will come in and just be fantastic. But, Gee, just, yeah. I'm looking I, at a, fo- a photo of him here. He's got grey hair almost. Can uh, can, can Maria play centre-back? <laughs> No, no I, think I, saw that comment when, I think I saw that comment when they bid for Falcao was accepted. They asked how Falcao would go at centre-back. Um, one transfer I did want to bring up that has seemed to get no attention whatsoever was Chalaba going to Burnley on a season-long loan. I actually think that's a really good get for Burnley from Chelsea because uh, I really rate the kid. I think he was at Watford last year. Um, and I reckon Burnley's actually started to get a bit of a squad together that could actually help them stay up. You know, 
not not going too quickly for them, but I do think that they're actually starting to look pretty decent. I mean, obviously they got a point against United, which may or not may may or may not be that impressive depending on who you ask. But United um, are a fellow relegation battle. Of well, those, exactly, so. exactly. They got Michael Keane as well, um, Burnley. So yeah, um, good solid. Lad. Yeah, well, exactly, Watch. and they got George Boyd from from us. For I don't know why they paid three million for him, but I'm not complaining. We seem to get pretty decent fees for our players this window, which is pretty good. But um, no, they've got some they've got some decent players together now. We saw Tom Cleverley and Bebe beat that everyone. I don't understand. Uh, that's that's one, th- one thing I wanted to address was the Tom Cleverley loan to Aston Villa, which went through the following day because quote the Premier League thought that his agents hadn't properly assessed advised him on the deal to Everton, um, so they granted him extra time to get his loan for Villa. Pretty much what happens is you can, there's this like sheet you hand into the Premier League, which states the deal before it actually gets announced. Yeah. So pretty much the loan deal was agreed for on deadline day, except the, yeah, the, all that stuff was thing, except the personal stuff that's not done, which still needs to be ticked off. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty, it's really confusing, but it's like, I don't know, it's just, I've read an article, it's just saying you hand in a note, it's all fine. Well, I know for us, and I know I think it was the same for Arsenal, that we both requested extensions to get our deals with Welbeck and Ben Arthur over the line. I think we've got a two-hour extension each because I think, as you're saying, there was paperwork that we faxed through to the Premier League basically saying, yeah, both parties are willing, but we just have to work out a few things. And I think for us it was because Ben Arthur was stuck in traffic or something like that. And Welbeck, I think, was Welbeck... He had to go to the donut shop, did he? Yeah. Well, I thought that was... Our owners were handing out free pizzas to all the supporters. I thought they would actually got in there quicker. (laughs) Tim would have liked that. Well, exactly. I thought he would have been down there in a flash. Um, I presume... I presume Tim can never move in a flash. Yeah. I presume the Warbeck deal was probably waiting on the Falcao deal to go through? No, it happened beforehand, but essentially one led to the other. So, Because so, I'm not sure otherwise why the Warbeck deal was held up for so long. Well, there was a problem with Falcao initially going, getting the medical, I heard, but then it was all right. Yeah, that was just bullshit. It's like only one journalist came out of that. It's like, come on, man. You I don't want to die. Well, there, was, there was some talk of the you know issues with the medical or whatever, but it's... I mean, that's inevitably going to be brought up if, if it's being drawn out. But do you know what the issue was, Cookson? No, not that I've heard of. Not that I've read on Twitter or anything like that. Nobody seems to be anything, which means I think there's really nothing, because there's only one journal that came up with it. Everyone else is like, yeah, he's fine. It just seems like to take all the- a strangely yeah. long amount of time, because, I mean, the bid was accepted before, you know, last night, uh, Monday night sort of thing, and then Tuesday morning it was still ongoing. Yeah. To be honest, we've actually, like, if you look at the United transfers, there's been the sign, well, apart from the first, like, I know Ander Herrera announced his on Twitter before the club, and so did Luke Shaw, but pretty much for Di Maria, Blind, Falcao, and I think Rojo, they were signed by the club. Everyone else announced it. It was all official, but the club didn't announce it for, like, a couple hours to a couple days later. Yeah. I mean, it just seemed very odd, but, you know, what can you do, really? But um, I will say this, though. If yeah. you said to me, like, last Monday... That you would have Radamel Falcao and Angal Di Maria in sign in one window, I'll be like, "Yep, yeah, that's a good one, good one." What's next? Secure winning the flag. Just well, Fal- Falcao was the really strange one because obviously <laughs> Di Maria had been linked for quite a while to you guys, but Falcao just seemed to come straight out of the blue. Well, it was known that Falcao was available to anyone because the uh, Monaco owners got financial problems. Three billion pounds of divorce settlement. Yeah, yeah. Let's have a silence for that. Done. <laughs> he should just get back with his wife. He's going to have that much of a divorce. Oh, yeah. Not working yet. 
<laughs> just stay with her. <laughs> there we go. But, um, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, there was, he's, they've offloaded Hamez and, and him now. Falcao, they've... Yeah. It's just, I think the Madrid, oh, the Monaco thing is over. I mean... Apparently Monaco is, came in for um, Bonnie, though. Yeah. Was the all, I know is, all I know is that for us, the, we got Falcao's because... Well, Fergie, you know Jorge Mendes? Yeah. Fergie cool. had a good relationship with him, as I'll quote in his book, which I've read back the front. Good read. He's the best agent he's ever worked with, and apparently Woodward is a really close friend. I'm talking about they share family photos and all that thing, so we have Mendes. So there you go. That's what Ars- that's what Arsenal's not doing. He's like, yeah, two of you. It's like acting all French and stuff. Acting <laughs> French. <laughs> Another club that actually had a pretty decent window, who hasn't been mentioned a lot, is um, Crystal Palace, who brought in a few guys on deadline day. They brought in James MacArthur from Wigan for club record seven million. They brought in Ezekiel Fryers from Spurs for three million. Uh, they were pretty busy. They've Kevin Doyle from Wolves on a season-long loan. Um, do we see Palace? I mean, I think we all kind of knee-jerked a bit when they sacked well, Pulis left, and they've got Neil Warnock in. Do we see them, you know, looking like they've kind of strengthened enough to stay up? Zaha looking pretty good for them back I online. Don't think, I, I don't rate Neil Warnock at all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even with the three-all draw against Newcastle, that we don't think they look promising. When they, when they, were they two down in that or one down? Um, I think they were two down. I'm not sure, actually. I mean, to fight back from two goals, I think they they came back in the death, too, but if you're yeah. two down, and I mean... They did come back 3-0 against Liverpool last season. <laughs> but again, that was with Pulis in charge. Yeah, yeah, they... So, and, that was, and that was with Liverpool choking as well. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but, but, I agree with you entirely, Corey. <laughs> I mean, it's I, just... I, th- I think the owner should have let Pulis spend what he wanted to spend, and it would have been in a much better position. Well, it's strange, because I was under the impression that Pulis quit because he wanted Zaha back, and, and that wasn't going to happen. And then, you know, a week or so later, Zaha yeah. signs. I think, was, I think he wanted Zaha permanently. Okay. But don't, don't quite quote me on that. I'm just, that's my I just think it's strange, because I, mean, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have thought he would have quit over a difference between it being a loan or a permanent, because, you know, you're still essentially getting the player at least for that year, and you can deal with it later on. Yeah, I reckon. There's other stuff there that we probably don't know about. Um, Biting my tongue so I don't appear to be biased, I'll ask you guys, um, who do you think won deadline day? Chelsea. Deadline day. Oh, dead dead loss. Hull, I think Hull and Chelsea are pretty pretty out there. Probably Hull. Disregarding bias, they're going to have to say Hull and just watch... SM go nuts. He's I'll, like I'll running sit, around. I'll just sit through. here in smug silence, won't I? No, it was it was a very good day for for, for my club. I think um, all the supporters have been pretty stunned with what's actually happened. I mean, was I knew it? I knew the Diami and Hernandez deals were going to go through, but Ramirez and Ben Arfa just completely came out of the blue. Was it a good day for your club when uh, you lost the FA Cup? It wasn't a good day. No, it wasn't. But you know, we'll be back there before. I I can't wait till we play you guys. I really can't wait till we play you guys. <laughs> How am I push for your Europa League this season? I, I, well, that's the thing. <laughs> I, that's the thing. I was saying to... Are they in the Europa League this season? We're not anymore. No, thank you. No. Oh. No, that rule doesn't apply anymore. No, it doesn't. But, um, 
No, I mean, that was the point. I, I made it to Cruyff a little earlier, was that it will be quite interesting. Our supporters were really disappointed that we got knocked out of the, the playoffs for the Europa League and basically saying that it could have been our one and only chance. But the way the squad's starting to shape up, we are genuinely a team that could be pushing for that sort of top 10 spot. And I think you'll make top 10. You've got, like, with the additions of Ben Arthur, Hernandez... Ramirez. And R- Ramirez and... The um, The Army. That's... that's and you've already had got Huddleston, Livermore, Yelovich, whoever else there is, yeah, uh, yeah. Davies and Chester and all that. Um, you've you've assembled a decent squad, and you'd think you'd be finishing. You sh- you sh- realistically you should be finishing in the top half of the table. That's the only the only concern I have is that that's now the expectation, and I think what's, it's a fair the, expectation. What's, what's the lowest acceptable spot? In oh, your for, opinion. For me, now the lowest acceptable will probably be about 13, 14, not yeah. much lower. Because you can't run that. Would should... that be disappointing if you finish 14th? Um, it depends on the context. I mean, if we go, as, as World Cup was just saying, I mean, if we go on a cup run as well and, you know, make the quarters or semis again of either of the cups and we finish, say, 14th, I would still be quite happy with that because, but... I mean, just given the fact that we, the way that we're progressing so quickly that you kind of don't want to run before you walk and, I'm just a little concerned that a lot of the supporters will now have such high expectations that if we don't meet them, pressure will come onto Bruce, unfairly in my opinion, because he's just been absolutely brilliant. He's and the best manager in the league, though. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Of course he is. I'm not surprised by the results he's getting. But Bruce no, in train. What do you expect? Yeah. Well, he is the best manager we've ever had, and I just think he, he fits so well with the club that if we if we walk before we run, if we go a bit slower, even if even if this season we do only finish 14th or 13th, I don't see that as a disappointment. Yeah, I guess as you said, depends on the cup run. Yeah, if you have a deep cup run, it's not so bad. But if you got knocked out, say, oh whatever the second round of the FA Cup is for you, and say you made the Fourth round of the Carling or the oh, what's the, the league cup? The captain one, the, the cock. Yeah, cap, cap the cock. Yeah, um, <laughs> that, I guess that that would that, that would be disappointing, though, wouldn't it? I think it's also the manner of how we play. I think if we start scoring a lot more goals and looking a lot more entertaining, if we get a few results against you know your Arsenal's, your Chelsea's, your whoever's, then I think the supporters can at least see that there's you know that basis for for launching for bigger mm. and better things next year. Who who won the last game Arsenal and Hull played? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, who, was, who, who, was, who, was, who was the second team to beat you at the Emirates? Ever. That's kind of a relevant stat, let's be honest. Yeah. Like, we're the first Irre- non-London club to beat you at the Emirates. Believe a relevant me, stat over a trophy. I know I'll, what take, I'll, I'll take. take that Giovanni strike any day of the week. Hawthorne won a grand final that day, so it's all right. <laughs> talking about game plan, talking about happiness. What are you, Barcelona? Yeah. <laughs> Expecting Messi next year? Maybe <laughs> best off. Uh, well, uh, the, the, the club posted something asking if the supporters were happy about our deadline day signings, and I tweeted back saying I was disappointed we hadn't signed Messi, but I assume he's coming next year. We're getting Ronaldo. He's, he's getting Ronaldo, home, yeah. Anyway, he's enough <laughs> enough flattery for me, I think. We might move on to um, the previews for next week. Uh, we've got a bit of a crack at... Oh, sorry, the week after, I should say, because we've got the international break coming up. Um, but we've got a cracker of a game first up when we return from the international break between Arsenal and Man City. Uh, and how do we see this one going? Man City, 4-0. Just Arsenal, just... That, it, nah, 4-0, it's at the Emirates. At I, think, no, I think it'll be a draw. No, no way we'd get done 4-0 at the Emirates. Not a, not a chance in hell, Even I mean... what you've just been saying about your defence? Yeah, but here's the thing. If, they, if, they, if they're fit, though, there's no way we'll cop four goals at home. That's the thing, internationals... And having bad centre backs, this happened to United. This yeah, no, nah, actually, you've got a, you've got a point. The, the, the international break generally screws us 
nine times happen. out of ten. It usually happens. It's just yeah. perfect irony, perfect storm. So yeah. Well, well actually, we were just talking. We we're just talking before you got on, Cookson, about the potential injury to company, um, which has been reported in the last few hours. Uh, which puts him in doubt against Australia. I'm not sure if the extent of the injury will put him out for the Arsenal game, but uh, it could be interesting if both sides cop a couple of injuries. No defence. Defence is so... Defence is the past, man. Goals are the way to go. It'll be 5-5. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be happy with a draw, but I don't think we'll win. Draw? I reckon we won all. I'm saying I, one, I, one I'd, I'd take a draw, but I doubt we'll win. Get on the Sonogo train, boys. 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you funny? Hey, this is oh, this top table clash though. Chelsea versus Swansea. It's top two. <laughs> I was about to say we'll move on. Chelsea versus Swansea is a very un- unexpected you're, you're, top two clash. You wonder how Gilfield will go. Gilfield, oh, he started incredibly. He start was it three assists out of their four goals scored. Yeah, he's, like he's, he's on fire of late. So um, who, who knows what might happen? It's at the bridge, so it'll be interesting. I, Chelsea, I, I, I think Chelsea will nullify the threat, especially at home, and there'll be two strikes. I think, again, Costa's going to have a field day. Yeah, so, he will, but I reckon this is the... Out of those games at, at uh, midnight, I think this is the pick of the lot. It's yeah, if, very if watchable. Chelsea, if Chelsea won 4-0, it wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, I could easily see something like a you know a 4-2 or a 4-3 or a, something like that. I could see a very high-scoring game because Swansea play that sort of brand of football that they can get the goals quite... Well, not easily, but uh, they play quite a free-flowing style of football. Chelsea will just... Destroy them, I reckon. It's just gonna be, it's gonna be a high-scoring game, but I reckon Chelsea probably win six-two. I mean, Fabregas and Costa. Well, they're, playing, they're playing tennis. Yeah, Fabregas. Well, they got six-two, six-three. Yeah. Fabregas and Costa just started the form superbly. And don't forget, Swansea's had three pretty easy games to start with. So. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey! I just want to point this out. Our best result against Swansea in the Premier League era came under David Moyes. It did. It did. Yes. Um, the other interesting element, obviously, is that it's Gary Monk, uh, who isn't the most experienced of managers. And we saw what happened when perhaps a less experienced manager and Brendan Rodgers played against Mourinho last season, where Mourinho outsmarted him. Um, and we could see a similar sort of scenario where Swansea basically go out on the attack and, and Chelsea managed to still pick them I, off 2 I, or 3 nil. I, I think if Swansea went and attacked Chelsea at the bridge, it would be Pretty very cool. foolish. So you I think they'll sit back? Yes, yeah, that's what I would do. I think any manager with half a brain would do that. I think to go they and attack to, Chelsea at Chelsea is an absolutely ridiculous thing to do. They went to Old Trafford and did pretty well they, with it. Yeah, but United aren't a good team, so it's <laughs> a bit different when we talk about them and we talk about Chelsea. But They're still more you, desirable than Arsenal. <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea's firepower, though. Like you've got, you've got Azad, you've got Fabregas, you've got Costa. They can just absolutely blow them away if they want to. They got Remy on the bench as well. Exactly, and Sherla, William. It's the list goes on. They got half a country out on loan too. Twenty six <laughs> players. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, all right, we'll go. We'll go to the next game then, and it's Crystal Palace against Burnley. Um, I can't imagine too many tuning into this apart from our um, comrades in Mass Magician and, and Milan Panther, but. Um, do we have any if, sort of sense of how if, this game will go? If, if Burnley win that, will they go above United in the relegation zone, or? Um, let's just have a look at that. I reckon they might. I reckon they might. If if United lose to QPR, not going to happen. Burnley's going to leapfrog them. We we can outscore anyone. I mean, how many build. how many goals have you scored this season? That's pre Falcao, pre How many did you score against MK Dons? That was one of our second 11, Danny Welbeck. Danny Welbeck couldn't score against MK Dons. 
neither could Kagawa, but or Hernandez, who's now at Real Madrid. Yeah, let that, let that sink in. <laughs> well, we've got we've got Chelsea, Swansea as the top two playing each other. We've got Palace, Burnley as the bottom two playing each other. Um, I think that might that might be an interesting game, really. Chris, could be an interesting Palace one. And Burnley. Six point game. Burnley might have happens. a bit of confidence after getting a point from against Manchester United, and Palace at home obviously gives them a bit of an advantage. Look, not I, mean, I, I do, I do think Burnley have looked pretty good to start the season. I mean, they've only got one point to show for it, but they've, they haven't looked too bad. But they've played Chelsea and Man United. It's well, exactly. one point. One point from those games isn't really. And who did? Who was the other team they played? Um, oh, I can't remember. If Doesn't they matter. Now. Doesn't yeah. matter. But to have one point against those two teams and another team really isn't that bad. That was the Swansea. Who are flying? So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not too bad, really. So we might we, we might see a few goals there. I reckon Palace will probably win. It's going to be a scrap yeah, one one game. I reckon Burnley will win that one. I reckon I could see a two-one. Um, yep. Next game is Southampton against Newcastle. Probably Liverpool. Liverpool reserves to lose against Newcastle. <laughs> I mean, Newcastle haven't looked that great to start the season, to be honest. I, I'd put money on Southampton. Southampton starts to look okay. I mean, they came back and, and beat West Ham last week. They've signed out out of Worrell. That's yeah. a good sign. That's a good, yeah. that's a very good sign and, for them. But Southampton were all right for a period against Liverpool, I think. Yeah, they're, they're looking all right, Southampton. But I reckon Southampton might nick a win. Pardew's just he, he's all over the shop. He'll be sacked. Yeah, that's big call. Sacked. I'm going to put a date. Let's I, call it January twentieth. Well, that's, that's late. <laughs> I think no. I think most Toon fans want him to be gone, especially with Ben Arthur going. Free Christmas. That was one of the Christmas, I reckon. That was just about the last draw for them. Yeah. I mean, we were talking pre-podcast about there being some issues surrounding Pardew and and that he's basically stuck there because of various issues that he has with the owner. Um, that he that the owner's not going to sack him, uh, but at the same time, I mean, he's not doing a great job. It was about five years left on his seven-year deal. <laughs> so it's going it's ticking by slowly. I mean, honestly, silly deal. I mean, they could have been taken over by Vince McMahon. I mean, that would have been totally worth it. Yeah. Um, I think I think I'd back a Southampton win in that one as well. Um, next, Leicester finally get an easier opponent. They get to play Stoke after the start they had. They beat the, they, they beat Man City. They're the real city now, Stoke. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. There, what? Yeah. Wait, Stoke? Did Stoke really beat Man City? Yeah. Last week. Yes. Oh my god, we're rented to this season. I didn't watch any games and I thought I was out of the loop. Yeah, uh, isn't that... I was drunk. It was a break. And you'll support as well. Mama, yeah. whatever you've you scored, yeah. Was anyone that used to be at Man United or was it a different deal? Oh. Jokos? The deal for No, there used to be a deal for Man United. No, I can't remember. Do we, do we see Leicester winning this one perhaps? I mean, they've looked pretty impressive to start the season. I, I'm sure I, Jets I, be happy. I, I think a draw, score draw. Stoke are hard to beat at home. Yeah, I mean, Stoke, Stoke looked pretty good. I'll go 1-1. 1-1? I'm yeah, going to Stoke. Um, yeah, I might... Oh, it's a hard one. I might say Stoke 2-1. I'm going to say a boring nil draw. They got deal. Yeah. You're telling me the new Barcelona will not win? Sunderland Tottenham will be another interesting one. Uh, to see if Spurs I... can bounce back from their loss to Liverpool. There's a lot of games at midnight this week, actually. Yeah, yeah. About, no about bloody game. time. About bloody time. Yeah. How do we see this one panning out? I mean, it's at home for Sunderland, but it's Sunderland, Sunderland have been a hard one to read this season so far. Spurs to bounce back. Spurs to bounce back? Yeah. Yeah. They'll, they'll it, take it, the three points, I think. It's going either two ways. The first way is that Tottenham come out and blitz Sunderland 4-0. 
the other way is Tottenham don't come out, beat crap, and Sunderland win 1-1. Or 1-0, sorry. <laughs> An interesting <laughs> way to win. Yeah, I, I think Spurs will probably win this one, in my mind. Um, the last of the midnight games we have is Everton against West Brom. We see Everton finally getting a win on the board. Yeah. No, because they'll, they'll, they'll give away another lead. The defence, yeah. They've got problems there, major. And they've got question marks in their defence. Baines hasn't looked the same since the World Cup. Something's wrong with him, yeah. Looking at the table, though, West Brom are 18th and they've got two points from three games, although so do Everton. But you'd think West, Everton yeah. might have the quality to, to get past West Brom, but the you'd way the so. way they're going, the way they're leaking goals, you just don't know what's going to go on. You'd certainly hope that they'll, they'll be able to get over West Brom. Um, I think last year, from memory, they started with a couple of draws and one of them was against West, a really struggling West Brom, and that was when there were just a few murmurs of discontent about Martinez, and I think they went on a roll after that and it was all forgotten. Um, so it will be interesting to see if history repeats itself there. I, I would back Everton to win that one, though. Probably, yeah, in a scoring win, maybe like a 3-1 or something. Mm. They need Stones back, so then they can have a rock at the back. Yeah. They, need to put stone, they need to put stones in the uh, middle. Oh, Cookson, you're killing me. We've got to get rid of this stand. He's, he's cooked. He's got it, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, just he's 36, though, so it's to be expected, I guess. He's been there for too long now. Um, You'd hope make... that they would have been you know, preparing for this, though. Oh, you never know. I mean, you would have thought that United would have planned for Fergie leaving better <laughs> than the signing Moyes, but evidently no. Evidently no. <laughs> um, the... Late game on Saturday night we have is Liverpool against Villa. Liverpool should honestly put four past them. The way Villa the, have looked good to start the season, I must say. Villa, the Villa Newcastle game was absolutely turgid to watch. It was it was painful viewing. Yeah, we always get we always struggle against um, Villa at home. Some oh, bogey side. Oh. Yeah, so should win, but might not. So Ron Blois. You, you think you think Liverpool's pace will be too much for them to handle? You got Sterling, Sturridge, Coutinho. Balotelli, you'd think that's going to be too much for them to handle. They're a good counter second side, though, Bill. That's why they cause trouble. Link. They, they're really good on the counter. I mean, yeah. I mean, for Villa to stand a chance, it really depends. Like, pretty much, Ron Blair has to turn into Franz Beckenbauer. That's when he get very lightly. And look forward to seeing Tom Cleverley take on Stevie oh, G. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And Tom Cleverley line up for Villa. The English Javi. I did enjoy that the picture <laughs> that they used to announce uh, cleverly signing on loan was actually him celebrating scoring a goal against Villa. Mm, um, dodgy Photoshop there. Yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how he goes for Villa. I mean, it, it is interesting because he's obviously a very maligned player, but he might just be the sort that in a lower mid-tier sort of team might actually stand up and actually look pretty decent. Yeah, he, like apparently Valencia wanted him too. But he should have went to Valencia. I mean, he just... He's good. I mean, he does... All the passing, he's he can do everything, but he lacks balls. Yeah. The final balls. Sorry. We'll see how he goes. Um, we've got only one game on the Sunday night, which is the blockbuster relegation six-pointer battle between QPR and Man United. Um, it'd be interesting. I mean, we were talk- talking about it earlier in terms of Rio lining up against United and maybe. Um, Trying to help them out in any way he can, but oh, if, if he plays, he's helping them out. If he plays, surely uh, Harry shouldn't play him. Like, well, he's serious. He's a bit slow. Let's put it as well that way. He was shocking. He was shocking against Tottenham on that. I think the, the the last goal where they cut it across the the, the face of goal from the left. He, I, th- I think he went to intercept and he was completely mistimed. It was absolutely horrid. He's dead. 
His retirement pay for him, let's be honest. Yeah, he's, he's, he's finished. I don't know how he was still playing at United last season. He shouldn't be in the English Premier League anymore. If he's going to play out, he should have gone to the MLS or something. Yep. Yeah. No idea how. Yeah, I don't know why QPR gave him a contract, to be honest. I guess we don't need to look at the last game. No, we don't need to look at the last game? No. Well, we might. Oh, might, might do we need to talk about United? Do we need to talk about United? Talk about <laughs> United. Too far ahead. Yeah. Well, so it's I think United, United, United should win. Yeah, we've been saying that for a few weeks now, haven't we? <laughs> hey, we the the goals, one. I, I reckon United will win 4-2. 4-2? Yeah. You see QPR scoring two goals? <laughs> no, I, no, I see United conceding two goals. Here's the thing that we'll get Raphael back, which means we have a right back instead of Valencia. What, for about 10 minutes and he'll get injured again? Or a red card? Still better than Valencia. <laughs> and still better right back than anything Arsenal have. We'll have Rojo and Jones, who's... Jones has so come Rojo, on. Rojo will play? Yes, he'll that's play. All, that's all ticked off and everything? Well, hopefully. But Jones has come out. I mean, Jones has looked really impressive. I mean, Chris, I mean, it was it. Johnny Evans should be the one leading the United defense. Instead, we have Phil Jones, who's defending for himself, and Johnny Evans. I've, I've never rated Phil Jones. I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but whenever I've seen him play, nothing has been exceptional about him or stood out. He's a good utility player. He can play, you know, defensive midfield. Jack of all trades, master of none sort of thing. Oh, he though. seems to look better in midfield, to be honest, than in, at centre-back. He's I, not he's bad on the ball, is he? Yeah, I reckon under he's not that great on the ball, but under Louis Van Gaal, he's actually... He's gotten rid of rushing in and doing stupid tackles. He's now using positioning a lot better. He's yeah. using his pace, his body... He's becoming smarter. He's still having ridiculously stupid faces whenever he shoots. <laughs> I never want that to change from him. But yeah. Also looking forward to having Luke Shaw hopefully playing. God knows what's wrong with him. Well, it'll be interesting to see how you line up, to be honest. But well, wasn't it? I was saying with Luke Shaw, wasn't he um, told to train more in the preseason? They reckon he was too fat. Is that the rumor I heard? Is that true? Well, Louis Van Gaal said he wants him to. Well, yeah, I think he wants him to cut down, but he wants him to change. Again, he had him on a different training. He just involved more running. Then yeah. came out and Louis Van Gaal said, shut up, you're wrong. So I don't... I, would, I, I wouldn't want to mess with Van Gaal. Yeah. Surely he's 18 years old. You're signing for United. You want to give it your... You wouldn't... Exactly. Sh- shouldn't be... Yeah, you'd think so. But then he's 18. He thinks he's bigger than the world, so... Yeah. I reckon he's... On contract he's on as well, yeah. He's very stocky. I'll put it that way. He's just naturally one of those players who's a bit big. But he's not on that much money. He's not on more than Philip Lahm... Or anything like that. He's 18 years old, though, comparatively speaking. He's on like 60 grand a week. That's nothing. <laughs> That's chump change at United. Chump change yep, at United, yeah. Herrera will be back too. And Daily Blind. Unhealthy Maria. Now there's a midfield. Beautiful. Don't get too excited, Cookson. Mate. I've made the, hand, the, hand's the, already, the hand's already going. <laughs> have you seen the past 24 hours? Let's see, we have the celebrity nude signing Falco. I was like, my hands are like down to the bone, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Falca, hopefully Falcao will score. I mean, I'm still undecided. Which number should I get on my back? Should I get De Maria? Should I get Falcao? The agonizing choice. What about Anderson? <laughs> yeah. I'll just get a Ronald McDonald instead. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, speaking of choosing between numbers, it's hard for me to choose which number I get. And we'll talk about Hull now and, and looking forward to seeing the signings lining up on the pitch because a lot like United, I mean... It's very hard to know what our best eleven's actually going to look like. It's not as disjointed as United in terms of attacking options versus defensive options, but the team is absolutely stacked now. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how we go against West Ham at home. Um, and I could honestly see this being about a two or three nil win for us. 
if you Maybe don't win, you, sh- you, you should be quite angry. Oh, I would be, yeah. I mean, I, I'm still pissed off that we didn't beat Stoke. I, I think we deserved to beat Stoke <laughs> if we hadn't had the red card, given the way that we were playing. Um, so that Are you game, still conspiracy. pissed off about the FA Cup? Pardon? Are you still pissed off about the FA Cup? No, I've let it go. I've let it go. It's all in the past. I'm having moved on to this season now. <laughs> you, just, you just know, I'm just going to point this out, there yeah, will be a break. If there's a city hall, there's a city hall, grand final, there'll be a massive shit fight. What's with the echoing? That's your end. So it's echoing for someone, but I think it's stopped now. So so if there's a Sydney who final? Sydney Hawthorne grand final, get ready for this podcast to go into overdrive. Oh, that's what I mean, absolutely. We need a leveler after... We've got 2012 my way, we've had the FA Cup his way, we need a leveler now, a decider now. Oh, yes. Yes, we've got, we've got to get past Geelong first. Yeah, so that will be interesting. But um, Hull, Hull should win real. I don't rate West Ham particularly much, so you I think agree, Hull I think. will be taking home the yeah. three points. If we if we if we don't win this game, I'll be very disappointed. Well, West Ham haven't improved, and they've still got Fat Sam there. I don't know what they're doing over at West Ham. It's just they've sold the army to you to you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're not doing anything. That's the problem. It's just a joke. I mean, <laughs> they're gonna they're not they're gonna be worse. They might be in a relegation battle this year. Oh, they still have Andy Carroll. He'll be okay. He's torn his ankle ligaments. Has he? They yeah. don't have Andy Carroll. They're screwed. <laughs> no, no, yeah. He tore his ankle ligaments in a pre-season game. Oh, in pre-season, okay, yeah. But uh, nothing's happened since then, yeah. Do you know, when's he due back? Must be New Year sort of thing, or...? I'll have a quick look. Because um, that's the thing. I mean, he just seems perpetually injured for them. West Ham squad, who'd they bring in? Zarate? Zarate and uh, Valencia, Anna Valencia. Oh, yeah, he's, oh, that's his decent signing. Oh, he could be, he might just be a flavour of the month, month sort of signing as well, but. Yeah, I don't even know if he's played much for them. I know Zarate's looked okay. I think he scored a goal uh, on their opening day win, I think. Or they, he scored early in the season for them, one of their first games. Um, but no, it should be an interesting one. I think, I, I would think we'll win. They did get Alex Song on loan. And that's Alex, actually, that, no, that is good. Forgot that's not a bad signing for them, yeah. That's from quite Barcelona funny, really. to West, Barcelona. From, Arsenal to, from Arsenal to Barcelona to West Ham. That's, that's a strange one. How the mighty have fallen. Indeed. <laughs> um, but on that note, is there anything we wanted to, to mention briefly before we wrap up for the night? The state of Cookson's hand. The state of Cookson's <laughs> hand. I think it's... Oh, I feel sorry for it. It's just taken such a beating the last few days. <laughs> Great pun. Great pun. <laughs> sticky fingers. He's got sticky fingers, I think. Yeah. Just wait a sec. I will make a Champions League prediction right here. Sure. I've done a bit of thinking about Arsenal and how they've been, but this is how it usually goes. They will finish second in their group. Arsenal? Yep. That's normal. That happens. Here's how it goes. They finish fourth. They go through qualifiers. They finish second. Then, always, inevitably, they will go out either on away goals or lose by one goal against a better team such as Madrid, Bayern, or Barca. Oh, Calling got, that we, now. We've got no chance of winning the Champions League anyway. If we make the quarters, I'd be happy. No, I'm just saying but, that usually happens to Arsenal. They always seem to face either Bayern, Dortmund, or Barca in the in the group stages of round 16. What's the prediction for United in the Champions League? <laughs> <laughs> better than Liverpool facing Madrid. <laughs> Enjoy Gareth Bale and Ronaldo against that defence. Oh. Imagine Ronaldo against Glenn Johnson. He won't play. Oh, <laughs> oh God. It'd be the same result if he does play, I think. It's like having no man on the pitch anyway. <laughs> I, don't think that, I don't think they can show that on TV. <laughs> He's got injured, which is good. Yeah. Well, to be honest, you could I, probably do a better job on your couch. 
there were there was footage of Liverpool fans celebrating when Rogers said Johnson's out injured. They actually jumped up out of their couch and started hugging and screaming at each other in yeah. celebration. I found that quite amusing. Yeah, we tried to get rid of him to QPR, but it didn't happen. He ever since he got injured last year, he hasn't been the same. He was he was a good player a few years back, but yeah, as you said, he's declined of late. He had a bad injury in November last year, I think it was, and he was out for until about. Injury, I think, and then he scored a cracker against Chelsea, I think, two seasons ago. Oh, that season was brilliant. Yeah, those up, yeah. Until, up until about a year ago, he was a fantastic. Um, yeah, back, and then he's just in, uh, yeah, killed him. Rubbish. Yeah, he's, he's not the same player. So I don't think he, he won't play much again now. I think it'll be either Flanagan or Mankio playing for us. That right back. He'll be playing in the reserves. Well, well that, then again, that'll probably be a level too high for him. Be off to <laughs> be off to Southampton before he knows it. Yep. But hopefully in January for a million, because he's out of contract at the end of the season, so I'd like to get a little bit of money for him. A million. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Woody can sell that. I mean, Woody managed to sell Bebe, but that's like a step too far, man. <laughs> man, you're looking at him. I'd much rather shoot myself. <laughs> I'd much rather have... Actually... Herpes? Yeah. <laughs> All I'm right. not a fixture. I'm uh, that confident. Next year... We will bid for Messi and Ronaldo. We just like splash some money. We like sign a player, medical, sign another player, medical. Yeah, you're getting, you're getting, you're you're getting have no hand left. <laughs> the Galacticos will go all the way. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Well, on that, on that uh, optimistic note, I think we might sign off for the night. Thanks, boys, for coming on to talk about uh, all the transfers that we've had to cover and and the games from the weekend. Yep. One more thing. Come on, Aussie. Let's. Beat the Belgians and the Saudi Arabians. Absolutely. It'll be an interesting weekend. It'll be good to have a break from Premier League football. Um, and we'll be back in two weeks after the next round of Premier League fixtures. So until then, thanks for listening. And we'll see you on the boards.